get a dick mine and show What's going on, my people? This is Man from the Man Show. I appreciate everything that y'all have done. I appreciate my supporters. I appreciate my haters. Let me read something there. Kobe said, learn to love the hate. Embrace it. Enjoy it. You earned it. Everyone is titled to their own opinion. And everyone should have one about you. Haters are a good problem to have. Nobody hates the good ones. They hate the great ones. <sighs> well, I have a special guest today, Mr. Seneca. He put out a um, a dare message. Like I said, we're going to try to help this young youth. Everybody's promoting drugs. One way or the other, rap songs, TV, movies, it just seemed to be the hip thing, and it's really not. A lot of the social media, reality TV, our young kids, y'all don't believe certain things that they watch. You know, they emulate. So I had to go out and get my good friend, Mr. Seneca, to try to help me help them to see that as a better life. You got something to say, Mr. Seneca? Huh? 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 Mr. Seneca, um, is, come on now, what what are you going to say? Well, first of all, who who am I talking to? You be making me wonder sometimes. Are you on drugs? You got so many names, so many personalities. Is it man? Mr. Blue Black? Who am I with today? <laughs> well, 46 years, I never did any alcohol or type of drug, and I'm not going to start. I'm high off of life within itself. Life is so good. You only take this ride one time, so you better enjoy it. There's no get back. Once you're gone, you're gone. Well, I told you, I, 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 I died and came back. So I know I don't want to go to the side they sent me. Nobody wanted me. And all of a sudden, I know I felt lonely. But I just thought about a woman. Tried to talk to a woman. <laughs> say, 
she wouldn't talk back to me. I said, oh, you some type of criminal creature. Treated me real bad. Sent me back here. Ain't that unbelievable. So you're right. You little young kids, please enjoy your life. You don't want to be incarcerated. You don't want to die at a young age. Life is so beautiful. Even what happened to me, I think the Lord that I'm still here to see it, to breathe it, to go where I want to go, wake up when I want to wake up, do what I want to do. You can't do that behind them bars. They tell you when to get up, tell you when to go to bed, tell you when you can eat. Huh? 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 What's up with that, huh? I don't know. Them drugs just have me doing it sometimes. But I thank God that he delivered me from it, but it's just a side effect that it does to me. You don't like it? Suck an egg. What is it with you with this suck an egg thing? I say that because we on radio, and right now you don't have one of those little buttons that you press if I start to cuss. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not equipped with that, but I'm going to get my executive producer, especially when you on, because when we off the air, whew, your mouth is filthy. Well, it comes from them drugs and putting anything in now just to get a high. That's why my mouth is filthy. What about your mouth? Well, <laughs> Senator, I ain't gonna get in that with you because some things we could talk about on there, some things that we can't. I just, you know, I had a lot of uh, inboxes saying that the parents and people, George, you, you know, bringing back the dare program, and we're gonna go in these schools. And um, I met somebody real special yesterday. It was the assistant coach of the only high school, C.A. Johnson. And he told me if everybody buy into what they're supposed to do, they will be the champs this year. So um, that's my old motto, C.A. Johnson. The only high school in Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm going to check them out. A couple of people going to check them out. Matter of fact, my first cousin, he won, that's all he talked about, how he led – C.A. Johnson to the state championship. That's all he holds on to is that uh, sometimes that's all we have left for memories, and they are good to reminisce. But think about if he wasn't here to reminisce or he was behind the walls and you reminisce. I'd rather be here and reminisce. I'd rather not allowing the groundhog to bring you mail. You know, that's why they celebrate Groundhog's Day because that groundhog is busy. You know how many bodies that's beneath us that he has to deliver mail to because your spirit goes to heaven, but, you know, your skeleton and your bones are still there and you still receive mail. <laughs> Mr. Sinegal, what you got to say? Huh? Huh? Suck it, 
I just want you kids stay off drugs. That's all. Stay off them drugs. Pills, goo, weed, cocaine, heroin. No. Don't do it at all. Stay off them drugs. Now that was a very good message. Where are we going to start first? Elementary, middle, high school. What are we going to do? I don't care. I just want to help them. First of all, I I want to meet somebody nice. And I want to have a good life too. So don't judge me from my outside. Judge me from my inside. <laughs> that 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 that's true. That's true. Let me tell you what changed me when that dead program came to Alcon Middle School. It was some lifers. Some inmates that had life. And I'm going to try to do some research to find out on that time and date what happened to them. But i never forget I was in the library and cutting up with my partner James and Frog with two Gs, F-R-O-G-G, my best friend in the world, Frog. And he saw me. He said, get up here. You think this a joke? And then he pulled his pocket inside out. And he made me hold on to it. He said, every way I go, you better go. I can't wait to see you. What's your name, boy? I told him my name. Scared, trembling. And he said, you got such a pretty mouth. Now, now, now remind you, they allowed them to say any and everything to us. Now, I'm in middle school. Sixth grade. Just came from elementary so it was the scariest thing to me in the world but I was a class clown thought I was hard until I met that inmate that had life he had no chains on his hands or his feet and they allowed him to for me to come up there and hold on to this inside of this man pocket he had to be about six foot three hundred and 50 pounds, solid muscle. So I was scared. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I said, I was in the sixth grade, just came from elementary, and they had this dead scare straight program. He said, look at you, you pretty mouth. I can't wait. What's your name, boy? I told him my name. He said, I'm going to wait on you because you come in there. You think you're smart. You think you're slick. And when you come there, he told me he was going to do things to my mouth. All kind of stuff, and it scared me. I was like, "Oh no, I ain't never going to jail," because it just scared me. It sometimes it takes that one time incident or situation to scare you straight. Sometimes it takes others longer. I mean, I I, I couldn't believe it. I'm talking about every way he went. I had when he told me if he if I let go of his pocket, he was gonna get me. And man, I hold on tighter than his pocket than I would with my mama walking around the state fair. It it, it was I I always in life remember remember it, it scares me. You see I'm stuttering now just thinking about that moment. If I ever got in trouble, I was gonna see him. I believe that. I don't know the story 
of which I watch, watch, but I know it's not a pretty experience behind those bars. Like I said, I got two partners that did 28 years. Yeah, and I'm waiting back for them to reach out so they can come on the man show and tell you their experience in those 28 years. I want to know how long it took for them to realize that, you know, I guess being hard or the reality sank in, you know, you know, because they never was supposed to come home. But, you know, the laws changed and, and a lot of people were allowed to come home. Thank God for that. Um, I do believe in rehabilitation but to the extent that, you know, everybody do make mistakes. A lot of people do be out there in the streets for, you know, a, a lot of reasons. I'm not justifying to be right, but I don't believe that, you know, goodness gracious, 30 years was, you know, selling drugs or, or life. Um, you pay your debt to society, rehabilitate yourself, come on home. Then if you, you know, a bitch offender, then of course there's more greater consequences. First time out, you know, that's just like me in that situation with that Mr. Pocket Man. If I would have met him up in prison. You know, you got life. So what did you have to lose? But he chose to turn his life around and go to middle schools and talk to little kids so they wouldn't get it. It, it really did help me. So Mr. Cynical came to me and told me he was willing to help. I thought about that incident, incident that happened to me. And I'm like, maybe I was the only one that got scared straight. But think about it. It only takes one. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it really, and I guess that might have scared me not to even do drugs or alcohol. You know, I never thought about it till talking about it now because I didn't want to see him because I know when you're on alcohol and drugs regardless if you get a DUI do something crazy you're going to be behind him Bob because I didn't want to see him like I said he made me walk around everywhere that he walked in that library hold on to my pocket you bet not know. you know I'm telling you I, just, I can't even say the type of things that they allowed this man to say to me but it worked sometimes you have to inflict the fear of God in your kids, your nieces, your nephews. You know, it's hard because a lot of things have changed, man. You can't even trust certain people with your kids anymore because them jokers are even poison. So, you know, the type of outreaches that I was able to go to and do, the West Side Boys Club, and had the mentors that I had, I, I always appreciate Ernest Rose because he was the director. And, and things were different. It was $5 a year to go to the boys club. Now, do, do you hear me now? $5 a year. And you had a boys club ID card with the boys club code on the back. And I'm talking about you can go there, I think it was six days a week, all day, every day play basketball we had a, we also had a woodworking shop classroom i mean it it was a we we took trips it was a beautiful thing and i think we need to have more outlets like that you know 
to allow these kids to have a place to go and to, you know, put that energy toward something else. You know, so many times, like, like I said with these churches, we rather beautify than unify. And what I mean by that, you rather have this big, shiny church and a gym, but don't have nobody using it. What programs you have in place? I don't care. You know, you always say, I got to remodel it. The gym is not usable. Man, put some new nets on there and let these, these young kids shoot basketball. Have an outlet. Because I know so many people were saved by the Boys and Girls Club or their church. You know, these little churches that have not grown and still in the community, those are the ones that really doing a lot of the outreach and reaching out. But the big ones that move out, it's just like you just want a big building to say you're a mega church. So, I mean, what can we do? What can we do? Which way can we go? You know, I know me and Mr. Seneca is on the butt so far that we can go. But if it's just one kid that come to me and say, you know, I listened to your podcast and I was going the wrong direction and I decided to straighten up. Well, I was in the game. I decided to get out the game. I was going nowhere and I decided to apply for college and got in. I decided to do a trade. Listen, like I said, the Boys and Girls Club had a wood shop. So it's so many OGs out there that has retired, gave it up. Go to the mega church. Give back some of your crap, you know. Say, I want to teach a wood shopping class. I want to teach electrician. I want to teach plumbing. I want to teach welding. There's so many things. Maybe I give... But my people at Quantum Beats, because now everybody want to make music. Everybody want to, you know, rap, you know, do a studio. Anything that's going to take these young cats off the street. The studio time time is very expensive. I don't know what we are going to have to do, but we have to do something and do it fast. Got to give them an outlet. You know, like I said, it's to trouble you. The ones that's already out there. I, I think they can still be reachable and teachable and we can pull them back. I really, really do. Because they are our future. No matter what you say or however you say it, it's a trickery to everything that we do. And it's funny how they're building more prisons than anything. It's a money thing. You know? It, it costs to do everything. To use the phone. Not eat the prison food, you know. It's a, it's a who. So what are we gonna do, Mister Senator? Well, <laughs> shit. Everybody that gets in trouble sucks an egg. You think that's gonna work? <laughs> Have you ever tried it? I tried it. You can't really <laughs> suck an egg too good. Uh, well. Maybe you got a point there, Mr. Seneca. Yeah, I know I do. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Mr. Seneca, I tell you sometime to nod it out, boy. You're going to get in trouble trying to wake me up like that. You better warn me. I just called your name. One more one. Tap me on the shoulder, boy. 
don't just shout my name out like that. You might not want something to happen to you. Then I'd be called, hear me out, Mr. Seneca Show. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Huh? Talk to me. Let me know. Inbox. What are we going to do? I know it helped me. Not only that, I had two parents that provided double jeopardy in the house, and it's against the law to do that. But when one would discipline me, the other one also disciplined me. Mom would say, all right, I done beat you. I'm not going to tell dad. And then you hear daddy come downstairs, then he get you again. So you had double jeopardy. You know, now you can't, but it's a reason why they don't want you to beat your kids because they want to get your kid. They don't have that fear until they get behind those walls. It's not cool to be a fool, stay in school. I'm trying to tell you something good. It's up to you if you listen. Mr. Cynical, how you going to take us out? Well, you read something from Kobe Bryant, and I thought it was real good and interesting. I think that everybody out there should look at themselves first. Once you take a good look at yourself, then you'll be able to help somebody. But until you look at yourself, go right now. I don't care where you at. If you're in the car, stop. Put on, look in the mirror and look at yourself. Huh? Huh? You at home? Look in the mirror. And say, self, what type of changes that I'm going to do? got to be something that's going to make a better you. Don't continue doing the same thing. You're going to end up with the same results. You might be a person that smokes cigarettes. Self, I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. Self, I'm going to put down this bottle. Self, I'm going to stop Eating me. Self! <laughs> it's cynical. <laughs> it's all like you about to preach. I'm just trying to tell you that once you put down that demon in you that's holding you back, that you can be stronger, vulnerable, willing more to help someone else. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's been my two years since I, I've um had meat. I went cold turkey. I feel better. Stamina. I even think I look better since I stopped eating meat. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know about that now. You still look like a poke chop to me. <laughs> 
a pork chop, Mr. Sin. Yeah, you look like an old fried burnt chicken with pork chop. <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> we gonna get out of here. Hey, once again, big, tall, ugly, and bald. The man show love you all. Do something nice. I don't care what it is. Hold a door. Compliment. Buy someone lunch. Do something nice. You know, that's why God said we're not worthy to judge. Don't worry about what they're going to do with the money. You know, if you see someone in need and you give them the money, why Why think it What doesn't matter? You did what you're supposed to do. If they do the wrong thing with it and buy something to drink, whatever, you you, you did it. You, you gave from your heart. It, it may fool you. They may do the right thing with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't kill yourself saying, oh, I'm, I always give and I know they're going to buy alcohol. You don't know what they're going to do. You, you really don't. You know, it might get, I, I don't know. Till the next time.